What's up, guys? This is UFC Unwrapped, member of the Unwrapped Sports Network. My name is Brent Sahadi. Follow me on Twitter at UFC Unwrapped and also at Unwrapped Sports. You can listen on podcast.com and also at pulsepodcastnetwork.com. You can also find all podcasts and amazing articles on our website, unwrappedsports.com. All right, guys, so to kick off this episode, uh, I just really want to recap Till versus Masvidal. I had a really strong feeling that Masvidal was going to bring the fight to Till exactly the way he did. I'm really surprised that Till didn't have much succession in the second round. He seemed a little bit timid. He held his chin up really high. He didn't really respect the power of Masvidal. And Masvidal had a, a really tough few first minutes of the fight, but he put himself together and he did what he needed to do to get the win. I'm not really sure what's next for Till after this, but I think Masvidal has a lot of opportunity. He actually called out Conor McGregor too. So I don't know if that's going to happen, but there's a lot of good matchups left for Jorge. I think we just need to see a little bit more play out in the welterweight division to know exactly what's next for him. Uh, and the upcoming card that's this weekend... There's a couple fights I want to talk about, starting with Curtis Blades and Justin Willis. So, Justin Willis, heavy-handed guy, hasn't lost since 2012. Some decisions, some TKOs. I really don't like this fight for him, though. I gotta be honest with you. I think Curtis Blades has way too many skills. Yes, he got KO'd by Francis in his last fight, but do not discredit Blades. He's on a tear. Regardless of that loss, he beat Alistair Overeem, Mark Hunt, Alexei Olenek. In my opinion, he just has way too many tools for someone like Justin Willis. So this fight is most likely going to go to Curtis Blades. I really just see the wrestling being way too big of a problem for Willis to handle. The fight's going to go to the ground, second round TKO. And the odds make sense. Curtis Blades minus 260, Justin Willis plus 205. I'm not sure if I necessarily like the value for Curtis Blades at minus 260 to bet on him straight, but that is my pick. And then for the main event, there's Anthony Pettis and Stefan Thompson. Stefan Thompson, no-brainer, minus 350. He's going to be your winner in that fight, but it doesn't do anything for them, really. I mean, I guess if Pettis can get a win, it, it does something for him. It'll put him up in the rankings at 170, but... We haven't seen him at 170, so I'm not sure if that's even a good idea, seeing Pettis against someone in the top five. And Stefan Thompson, okay, what do you get out of beating Anthony Pettis? I mean, you have a guy who fought at 145, and he's coming up to 170 to fight you, and you're in the top five, fought for the title twice. This fight does nothing for me, but my decision is Stefan Thompson by decision. He's going to keep Pettis on the outside. It's going to be a fun fight, I believe, but... It's not going to be a barn burner or anything like that. Kind of disappointed by this card, but the next card the following week is one with a lot to talk about as far as recent fight news. Uh, Dillashaw fails his drug test going into the 125-pound flyweight title fight with Henry Cejudo. He tested hot on his test from USADA, and he relinquished willingly his bantamweight title. He came clean on Instagram, said exactly what happened. This is hilarious to me because Cody Garbrandt called this back in 2017. 
He said that Dillashaw was telling everybody in the gym how to get away with using steroids. No one believed him because they didn't really have a reason to believe him. Dillashaw never tested hot. But now we know the truth. Now we know what most likely Dillashaw is up to. It really sucks, man, because this puts the bantamweight division in a little bit of a hostile spot. I think the next fight we're going to see is Moraes versus Cejudo for the vacant 135-pound title. I love that matchup, too. So... As soon as something gets booked for that in that division, uh, it'll definitely be talked about here. There's some recent fights that got booked that excite me. Uh, there's a welterweight matchup between Rafael Dos Anjos and Kevin Lee. Kevin Lee's going up to welterweight. I think that matchup's beautiful. Two very good strikers. One of them, great wrestling. The other one, jiu-jitsu. It's going to be a fun fight. If I had to predict this fight right now, I'd say RDA... TKO second round, maybe third round. I think the amount of pressure from RDA is going to be a little bit too much for Kevin Lee, and RDA is not going to get hit by the counter strikes of Kevin Lee. He's too smart of a striker for that. If the fight does go to the ground, RDA is safe with his jiu-jitsu, I hope. So, yeah, that's my prediction. And then also, Donald Cerrone versus Al Quinta got booked at 155. Yeah, that fight throws the McGregor-Cerrone fight off the table for now. I really enjoy this matchup, though, because they're both very great strikers, but also Cerrone has some wicked jiu-jitsu that we get to see once in a while, and Ally Quince is most likely going to use his wrestling to threaten Cerrone and not keep it on the feet, so this fight can go anywhere. It could be on the ground, it could be standing up. This is a beautiful fight. I think it could headline a fight night or an ESPN card, so we'll see. we'll see what they plan on doing with that. And then there's the speculation around McGregor. If he's going to fight Nate Diaz for a third time, that's the word on the street. That's what I believe McGregor is saying that he wants sometime in July for International Fight Week. But now he has some call-outs. Tyron Woodley called him out for about at 170. Really, really doubt McGregor takes that fight. Uh, and then Masvidal. Masvidal calls out McGregor, and I love that fight. I hope, I hope they book that. The matchup is great. And to be honest, I'm not sure it goes that well for McGregor. And lastly, there's some news of Jose Aldo being hospitalized with some sort of infection ahead of UFC 237 with his bout against Alexander Volkanovsky. So it's kind of on the table right now if he's going to compete or not. That is something that I will update with you guys on our podcast next week. I'm going to try to put that one out on Wednesday. And that's all I have for today. Sorry for the short podcast, just not much to talk about. But the following next couple weeks, the cards are much more stacked. So we'll be able to do a much bigger breakdown, give more predictions, more betting tips. Again, thanks guys for tuning in. UFC Unwrapped, Episode 4. Follow us on Twitter at UFC Unwrapped and also at Unwrapped Sports. You can listen on podcast.com and the Pulse Podcast Network at pulsepodcastnetwork.com. And for podcasts on other sports and articles, go ahead and visit unwrappedsports.com. Thanks for tuning in, guys. See you next week.